Welcome to Both And with Bessie Graham, your weekly inspiration to help you use your time, talent, and treasure to make a bigger difference in the lives of others. I'm your host, Bessie Graham, award-winning entrepreneur with over 20 years of experience from the grassroots to the hallowed halls. Thanks for joining me. Let's jump in. Reading a situation, knowing what to ignore, what to prioritise, and how to weigh up competing needs are skills we all need in life but are heightened massively for us as leaders. Because, while a world where everything was predictable and clear-cut might sound incredibly appealing some days, it is not the world any of us actually live in. You're an established leader, so you know that to be true. And the last few years have taken that reality to whole new heights for all of us. In the next two episodes, we're going to look at the idea of time and place from two angles. Firstly, as it relates to how we adapt to different situations as leaders, and secondly, as a way to help us determine when and where to bring different parts of ourselves to work. So often as leaders, we fail to take the time and place approach, and as a result, we misread the situation, put people offside, or get ourselves into situations where those we serve no longer see us as humans, but as someone who either has it all together or someone who thinks they have it all together. So how can time and place help you as a leader? As a leader, time and place is an incredibly useful approach to guide you as you weigh things up in order to make decisions and act. Reading a situation, knowing what to ignore, what to prioritise, how to weigh up competing needs, are all part of taking the particular context into account in order to land at a decision that is relevant for this particular time and place rather than a generic off-the-shelf answer that you then try and force to fit every situation. Today we'll be looking at time and place as it relates to how we adapt, or don't, to different situations as leaders. There isn't one way to lead. In fact, if you are rigid and one-dimensional, you will find you are out of place and ineffective more than you are effective. Many years ago, in my master's thesis, I compared the leadership styles of three of the leaders of Timor-Leste, which at that time had just been recognised as an independent nation after decades of struggle under the sovereignty of Indonesia and before that the colonisation of the Portuguese. Shanana Gushmao, José Ramos Horta, and Marie Alcatiri 
were the three leaders I studied, and I named them as the charismatic leader, the diplomat, and the competent manager. While there were many fascinating things I learned in the process, through the conversations I had with leaders and interviews I did with others who knew them and worked with them, the piece that stood out the most and dramatically shaped me as a leader moving forward was the idea of situational leadership and the importance of knowing yourself, your strengths, your weaknesses, your patterns, and when to get out of the way in order to achieve the bigger aim when you are no longer the best person to lead. When you are an extraordinary revolutionary leader, like Shanana Gushmao, it can be very difficult to accept when your country has moved to a new chapter that no longer needs a revolutionary, but instead needs diplomacy and competent management. If you don't read that situation and yourself and have the wisdom and grace to step aside, then you can undo things that you fought so hard to achieve. During my time in Timor-Leste, it was fascinating to observe the ways that Gushmao seemed to be trying to recreate the revolutionary days and struggle, even in the face of a new reality for his country and new demands on his leadership. One striking example was that while his colleagues worked out of the duly refurbished parliament building, he worked from an abandoned, bombed-out office, where the rain still leaked in through the ceiling. When the country needed to make progress and rebuild, as an outsider looking in, he seemed drawn to chaos and conflict, because they were the spaces where he had shone so brightly and where he was in his element. Now, I know most of us aren't running a country, (laughs) but the same plays out with organisations and teams. If you are at your best in a crisis, or when you have a dragon to slay, are you making sure that you're not creating the crisis, or imagining the dragon, just so that you are in your element? For me, I know I'm someone who loves building things from nothing. I like to kick open doors and open up new territory. One of the ways that I try to manage that and stay in my lane is to have an approach where when I'm building something new, I always see my key job as making myself redundant so that as soon as things are stabilised, I can hand the reins to someone who is better suited to running the reps, building the systems, and ensuring the essential aspects of consistency and quality are in place. I know that what I bring is unique and valuable, but I'm very aware that it's only one part of the puzzle of what makes a good organisation. So I need to bring in the right people at the right time and then get out of the way so they can bring their brilliance. Where are the places for you that you can identify some gaps or areas where you may need to take a more reflective approach to assess the needs of the situation and setting 
that you're leading in. Situational leadership sees no single best style of leadership. Effective leadership is about adapting your style to a range of factors depending on what it is you're trying to accomplish. This is a helpful approach from a pragmatic point of view because even when you know yourself well and are willing to get out of the way and bring others in who are more suited to the situation, the reality is that as a leader, it is guaranteed that you will find yourself at some point in situations, whether briefly in a conversation or meeting, or for extended periods where circumstances do not allow for you to step aside, you will find yourself in these situations where in order to be effective, you will have to adapt your preferred leadership style. I'm going to give you a few questions now to reflect on. If you've got some paper or a journal, you might want to jot down some thoughts. If you're driving, as always, that's okay. Just stay focused on that for now and listen to the questions that I'm about to ask and reflect on them as you drive. I am going to be drilling into a level of detail that may mean you'll need to listen to this more than once or press pause after each question and reflect and journal on it as you go. The more you're able to unpack and think about these questions, the more impactful the exercise will be. But before we begin to reflect and be curious about what is emerging for you, take some deep breaths and just slow down with me for a moment. Breathe in and out. Breathe in and out. Once more, breathe in and out. So the first question I want to ask you is what are the conditions where you feel most comfortable and able to operate in your preferred leadership style. Try to give that answer some colour and detail. So what are the conditions where you feel most comfortable and able to operate in your preferred leadership style? If you're struggling to know what to write, here's some things you might want to think about. What's happening around you when you feel in flow as a leader? What are you doing? How do you feel? Is there time pressure or deadlines? Or are you free and expansive with no sense of constraint? 
when you feel in flow? Is your physical environment calm and ordered or creative and chaotic? What are others doing around you? As this picture takes shape and emerges for you, are there particular senses that you're more aware of when you feel in flow in this setting? Are there certain sounds, smells, or other sensations that energize you as a leader? So the main question here is what are the conditions where you feel most comfortable and able to operate in your preferred leadership style? The second question is do you find yourself trying to create those conditions even when they are not needed? or not naturally emerging. Now it's important at this point to just be careful. I don't want you to go to either extreme of defending or judging yourself. Just think about whether or not you tend to create the conditions that suit your preferred leadership style and try to keep your answer neutral at this point. Feel free to capture some examples if they come to mind. Focusing in on the question, do you find yourself trying to create those conditions where you feel most comfortable, even when they are not needed or are not naturally emerging? And the last question I want to ask you, is it helpful or unhelpful for your team and broader organisation when you do this? In answering this question, this is where I want you to start being discerning and really thinking about your behaviour and the effect it has on others. If you captured some examples of where you do or don't create the conditions that allow for your preferred leadership style to operate, use those examples to reflect on how they impacted the team or broader organisation. Is the way you are leading a good use of resources, time and energy? Or are you trying to create the conditions that suit you, keep you interested or engaged, and allow you to operate in your preferred mode, but aren't necessarily reading the room and bringing a time and place approach that truly takes the situation into account and instead assesses the most appropriate leadership approach needed for the situation? So that third and final question again is for you to reflect on, is it unhelpful or helpful for your team and broader organisation when you do this? 
Those questions help us explore aspects of time and place in terms of our own preferences and willingness to adapt to different situations. In the following episode, we will dive into using time and place as an opportunity for you to bring different parts of yourself to your role as a leader. Looking at a strengths-based approach and also how to identify if there are other outlets you may need in order to get the support you need as a leader. For today though, I suspect there are enough ideas and questions floating around your mind, so we will leave it there. I would really encourage you to sit with these questions and even revisit the episode as a prompt if you need to, in order to really get to some insight that could help you become both more effective as a leader and even more importantly, more impactful in the work you are doing as you seek to make a difference in the lives of others. Remember that to take a both-and lens when you look at the world, you need to pause long enough to notice if you are falling into an either-or trap or jumping to extremes. I don't want you to be a martyr and sacrifice your needs for the good of everyone else, but I also don't want you to place your needs above all others or lose sight of what you were trying to achieve so that you can be objective and assess what is needed in any given time or place. Discernment, judgment and wisdom are qualities you need to build in order to create a legacy to be proud of and contribute to something bigger than yourself. If you feel that you would like some support as you better understand yourself as a leader and map out your legacy, I'd love to hear from you. Please reach out to me. And if you haven't joined our Facebook group yet, that could be a good place to start. It is my absolute pleasure to be on this journey with you as together we learn to live and lead more meaningful lives. Thank you so much for listening to Both And with Bessie Graham. You know you were born to do something significant, so don't leave it to chance. Join me each week to pick up quick tips and ideas that will support you on your journey to live and lead a meaningful life. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the show so that you never miss an episode and leave us a review so that other people can find us and feel a little less lonely and a little more supported on their journey of leadership. If you haven't joined our Facebook group yet, you'll find the link in the episode notes. Please join us. Thank you so much for being a part of the community and for tuning into the show each week. See you next time. Cheers. Cheers.